The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 56. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous, but this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It's never in the going home. It's a beginning as to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers from the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. How's it going, Victor? Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 14th episode of Season 3, Foothold. Uh, but before we jump into that, I wanted to... Uh, mentioned that they're doing another one of those Stargate AI episodes. They have put out the trailer for that a couple uh, weeks ago. It's going to have Michael Shanks and Richard Dean Anderson and uh, Amanda Tapping uh, all coming back to reprise their roles. Uh, that's going to be coming out on May 21st, and I believe it's through the uh, the Companion app. It's going to be through that service again. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what they do with that. Yeah, from the yeah. teaser... Yeah, from the teaser trailer you showed, it looks like this one is more credible as a script. Like they acknowledged that the first one was kind of goofy from AI and, and Amanda Tapping says this one might be more like coherent. Yeah. So I think that'll be good to see. And um, Richard Dean Anderson is looking good. Like he's he's like in character, you know, quippy and stuff. Yeah. So this this should be uh, mm-hmm. one to watch, even if Christopher Judge is uh, notably absent. Yeah. I've I've noticed that uh, recently it looks like he's been getting back into shape. So I'm Could be. fingers crossed that that's a good sign for uh, them moving forward with something Stargate. Because that's what happened with um, Jonathan Frakes when he was filming the second season of Discovery. A lot of people had commented mm. that it looked like he'd been going to the gym more and then got to play Riker again. So I wonder if he's getting back in gear for <laughs> playing Jack O'Neill. He could be. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder with the, the first attempt at the AI, if you know, they realize, OK, we've got to massage this a lot more. You know, they advertise, oh, yes, this this is all written by Google's artificial intelligence. Like, I bet you they threw, you know, they, they whatever the intelligence threw out, they said, no, let's change this a little bit and let's move this. And, you know, let's make it a little bit more of an actual storyline instead of just random. Yeah, they have to finesse those things. And a lot of times when you see those AI scripts or this book was written by an AI, it's more like. You give the AI a bunch of input and it spits out a bunch of stuff and then you have to assemble it to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Partly coherent. So, but it's, it's still a cool project. I don't think that AI is ever going to replace human writers like some people claim, but who knows? Well, I mean, once Terminators have taken over the world, somebody still has to do the writing. <laughs> it just can't be humans. I can think of some shows that I feel like an AI would do better <laughs> writing on uh, Picard. <laughs> Discovery. Strange Worlds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> gone gone you're out of here <laughs> that was more just like a star trek vanilla template and go with it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. anyway uh we digress uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow on yeah. the Super's of star trek and i can promise you it'll be more positive than how do this. we know alec kurtzman isn't an ai 
How do we know? Yeah, I mean, we any any one of us could be AIs. <laughs> hey, and we got our uh, Star Trek uh, references in right off the bat. Exactly out of the way. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we are discussing the uh, 14th episode of season three today, which is Foothold. SG-1 returns from a mission only to be told to go immediately to the infirmary because of a chemical leak. They are all sedated, but Teal and Sam wake up because of their gold components. They discover that the SGC has been infiltrated by aliens, and Sam is able to escape with Teal's help. But Teal is captured. Sam contacts Mayborn and meets him in D.C., who helps her out, but he himself is deceived by the aliens posing as Jack and Daniel. On the way back to the SGC, Sam and Mayborn discover that J- the Jack and Daniel with them are imposters. They kill the aliens, and Sam uses the mimetic device to impersonate Daniel. She gets back into the SGC, where she finds that Jack has freed himself from the alien containment chamber. Sam is able to disrupt the alien mimetic disguises using sound waves, and the aliens begin to flee through the Stargate as Mayborn's NID forces storm in. Sam is able to shut down the gate, and the remaining aliens all rage quit by self-destruction. With the SGC safe, Jack is begrudgingly forced to admit that Mayborn is not so bad sometimes. (laughs) Good summary, yeah. 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 That was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, was, it really was. And, you know, they avoided the trap of which Jack is the real Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad. they. You did. know, there's always got to have these episodes where there's, you know, some body swapper impersonator or whatever. Then it's always you got the two of them pointing at you each other. You know, the, the Spider-Man meme of he's the real one. He, no, he's the fake <laughs> one. He's the fake one. You know? Yeah, no, I liked that they you did get some of those tropes in there, but they kind of sidestepped that whole thing, which had just been done to death. So I like how yep. the only, the only joke there was that she forgot to take off her device to show that she was Sam and not Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How did you know I was the real Jack before you shot him? I didn't, you know, they yeah. didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, what were your thoughts on this episode, father? Oh, I, I agree. I, this, this is one I, I have enjoyed and it, it's, and it, I think it really is a well done you know, alien impersonators take over the base storyline compared to some of them. You know, we joke about it, but it's true. There's so many of them where they go for those cheap tricks. You know, of course, they have to have the special effects and everything. But no, this I think they did. They do a pretty good job with this one. And it, it doesn't get too uh, too bogged down in, in the 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 impersonation stuff. Like like I said, some some scripts definitely can. Yeah, that's uh felt like a a lean fresh take on it that was more about the just espionage getting back into the base than any sort of mind games what about you lisa this this is always a favorite episode of mine and uh, i have to say rewatching it my i love the way they had carter leave you know teal stayed behind carter gets out and then she meets with uh mayborn which mm-hmm. I, I do love mayborn and yeah. And, you know, of course, he calls Jack and Daniel and you're you're almost for a minute in that scene in the cafe. You're almost thinking, did this really happen or are they kind of trying to trick us? And she really is crazy. Right. There really was this, Mm -hmm. you know, hallucinogenic chemical that was leaked. And for a moment there, you're just not quite sure. So I love that they gave us that setup. And then she gets to shoot Jack, which. I need to do a running count on how many times she has had to shoot or maim another member of the team. Cause I, this was not the first time I'm pretty sure. And it's not the last for sure. It gets <laughs> easier was, every time she does it. Yeah. 
So I, I just, I love that little meat in the middle, you know, of the episode. It just kind of gives you pause to think and think, wait, wait, where are they going with this? So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't completely obvious the entire time. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I think it's a good, solid episode. I mean, there's a lot of big holes in it, which which we can talk about. Um, you know, and it's retreading, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Pretty much it's a plot that's been done. You know, one person has to stand alone against uh, an army of imposters. But this this seems like the kind of episode that would always be playing when you would turn on Stargate when it was in syndication. Right. And this would be like in the middle of this. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that episode. OK, I'll watch this. You know, it's it's one of those episodes yeah. where it's not like not like one of your favorite episodes, not one where you're like, oh, it's just that episode. I'll turn it off. But yeah, so it's it's a good solid episode. There's there's some good bits in it. And um, yeah, a lot of like, wait a minute. Why? You know, those sorts of questions come up. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it moves quick enough, and it's got enough going on that it's it's pretty easy to forgive the little plot uh the plot holes that are in there. I mm. do like how they kind of just put a lampshade on the whole uh the thing reference where he just um when uh Sam is asking Mayborn to prove that he's not an alien, he just pulls out his knife, cuts his hand, which is just mm-hmm. like a riff on that scene where they have to test the blood in a the thing. Yeah, not a shapeshifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was fun i also liked uh, the beginning where we got a uh, tilka sneaking around the base it was fun to see yeah. him kind of have some solo action going on with that mm-hmm. i mean for a little bit yeah one, he seems to wake <laughs> there, up and figure out and as tilka's giving people concussions as he's sneaking around the base <laughs> and like throwing people against the wall and, and like bashing their heads in they're off the like he and Sam are awful quick to jump to the conclusion that they're imposters and not that they've just been like mind controlled. They're like, right. wow, you really like gave that guy a concussion. Good thing he's an imposter and, and, and he's sus, right? He's, he was acting sus, right? He was among us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and not like, oh, he's been taken over. And I think you may have just like really, like he might be paralyzed now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, or, 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 well, how about the, how many times did he double tap with the Zach? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we do get to see some good like long range uh zat blasts which we never see it's usually like they're usually like point blank and so he's like shooting the zat down the corridor and we get to see the beam and that, and that part was really nice yeah i like that i also noticed that the zat doesn't do it's like thing where the heart pops up anymore do they just it's like it's like like 250 dollars to make a zat that does that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Too, too many that know this because <laughs> well i yeah i mean <laughs> yeah is that i'm on zatfancy.com a lot <laughs> yeah nice i like that this kind of flips the typical um aliens taking over people's minds uh where usually what happens is the team itself would be the one who would get mm-hmm. invaded and but in this you kind of get you get to jump in in medias rest of the story where it's already happened and then they're coming in in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I liked that they yep. I liked that they changed it up there. That's true, and I liked that when they they came off you know out of the Stargate the very beginning of the episode and they're talking about the rain and water in your ears and all this stuff and uh, General Hammond is there to greet them, which doesn't usually happen yeah. on a routine mission, and he's being very serious and very weird, and then. Janet seems a little more aggressive than usual. Like something's 
like, I don't know. You just kind of got the impression something was weird. And you're right, Jack. I hadn't thought about that. Usually it's the team, your flagship team that always gets taken over. You, know, you think Tin Man and all these others, right? But they come back and everyone else is being weird. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who gives like shots in the butt anymore, right? Yeah. They make a big deal out of that in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I like how there was almost this part, and I don't even know if it was supposed to be comedic, but it's when uh, Jack was getting ready for his shot and Frazier's there, and then she leaves, and then it's like this random other nurse comes yeah. in, and she looks like <laughs> yeah. too excited to be giving this shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then they're talking, you know, between all the curtains yeah. and yelling back. And I'm like, what happened to your ears? And like yelling back and forth. And then suddenly everybody goes quiet. Yeah. He had water in his ear. Yeah. What, what was the, there was like, Jack had a great line and I didn't write it down about. How is the needle in my butt going to get water out of my ears? There you go. Yeah. You're not a doctor. You shouldn't. Be. Yeah. No, I know. Follow the science. That's right. <laughs> I did like how the foothold aliens referred to the uh, the Gould as like you know just the prior like infestation by the dominant parasitic organizations and or organisms in this galaxy. Like they're like they're not caught up in the whole Gould. Like they're just like yeah, they're in this galaxy. There are these other parasitic organizations, and you know they're of no consequence to us. Was kind of what I got from that. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for a new homeworld. Yeah, so the way I took that when I was watching the episode was that they were from outside the galaxy. But apparently, according to some other like extra stuff on one of the DVDs, they're from the planet. Uh, I think it's P six P one one six P three X one one. Yeah, yeah. They they mentioned were it at they, the end. P three X one one eight from there, or is that just where SG six encountered them? That's the way it's written in. The yeah, script, but according to. Okay. Mm-hmm off-screen materials they are from that planet but the way it's written it definitely seems like they came from outside the galaxy Mm -hmm. which if that was the case it would seem odd that they are doing a single a single vector assault this way and doesn't seem particularly well planned but they can have the earth being taken over yeah i do like their shabby uh shabby geiger cheek that they have going on right they're not quite a full geiger and they're just kind of like like low budget like thrift shopped Geiger aliens. <laughs> what? You know, like HR Geiger, like aliens, you know, like the whole, like, you know, yeah. thing that they did in alien and stuff. And, but it's, but it's very low, low rent in this, especially when everybody's hanging from the harnesses and poor Donna Davis, you know, yeah. being a, a heavy set individual being, being held up by a, uh, a, a groin harness. Are you sure it was even him or it wasn't a, a stunt, stunt double? A yeah. lot of stunt doubles given speaking roles in this episode. That was the other thing I noted was I like I think every major character stunt double had like a speaking role in this, if I'm not mistaken. Like we had Siler mm-hmm. who uh who yeah. Tilk beats senseless, although it's it's just alien Siler though. Yep. That was good. Yeah. And at one point, so when they actually shoot the aliens. They have like that very purpley, it looks like a Star Trek six Klingon blood. But at one point when Teal knocks Yeah. Him, mm-hmm. He's got the human blood. So was that was he realizing It was, was from him because he got shot. Oh, okay. Well, I was also thinking, so did they actually replace everybody in the SGC or because it was level twenty three, right? And they said it was closed off, it was um 
quarantined or whatever because, because of, of the gas ga- gas right. leak. So the chemical spill or whatever. So the question is, did they actually replace everybody in the SGC or did they only replace a certain number? And then the rest, they just kind of didn't know what was going on and quarantined them. So that's a good question. That would make sense. But then not everybody. I mean, they're fighting because they were told to, but they might not all be aliens. Yeah. Right. But do you look at the number, the number of the aliens that actually That's left true. the SGC? I mean, there's a lot of them. But I, I, I seem to recall there were, you know, you would see like, you know, security forces and so on that were unchanged when the, the, uh, the magic tone was played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the thing too is like, I, I assume this was for budget limitations, but when everybody's hanging around in the, in the mm-hmm. icky chamber and their little harnesses, I think there was supposed to be probably like four or five times as many people hanging there and they just couldn't do it be- to count right. for like the number of, of bodies because Jack would have looked around and seen that like Daniel is is hanging here so that when like Carter Daniel walks in, he would have said, oh, doppelganger, you know, so that's that's one of yeah. the that's one of the plot holes. And did yeah, Daniel wake uh, Daniel didn't wake up, right? Oh, that's because his alien wasn't dead. Yeah. Right. right. Once the alien, once the alien went through, went through the gate or was blown up, then he woke up. Okay. And he, I think at the end, Mayborn mentions that he had supposed yeah. oh, yes. his he died. died. He died of his injuries. Yeah. His wake up. But I remember she didn't kill him. They just they captured him and she took his, uh, yeah. Changey thing. Which if I'm Carter and I walk in and I see like the Frasier alien there, like the first thing, or even Jack, like the first thing we're going to do is like shoot the Frasier alien, murder him. And then like Frasier will wake up and solve everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Although I guess we don't want to. They're like, well, I mean, they're they're just like you know, oh, Doctor Fraser's still asleep. Can we wake her up? I'm like, yeah, you can by like shooting the alien that you've just like knocked out, you know. But they don't right. know that yet. I yeah. guess. True. I, I like Michael Shanks playing Carter. Yes, he did a good job with that. Yeah, uh-huh. he did a good job doing the doing kind of the the personality and the, the the way of speaking what oh yeah yeah <laughs> I, th- I think by this point we've had every major cast member playing every other major cast member in some sort of body swap <laughs> scenario at this point except for maybe teal playing carter we haven't had that i think yet. yeah Mm-mm. yeah that yeah, would be no. good it's, it's always fun when they do those kind of episodes shows fail when they try to do that very early on like you try to do like this in like the first season of a show, it usually doesn't land as well because you don't have the characters as well established. But once you get mm-hmm. later on, it's always always fun to see them do the personality shifts or the character swaps. Yeah. But yeah, um <laughs> I like uh I like the design of aliens. You were just mentioning they're kind of uh HR Geiger y looking, but I like that they're not just dudes in jumpsuits. Yeah. With them. Yeah. You don't really get to see them, even they have like those weird proboscis kind of yeah going on. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, shaped heads. Unfortunately, but yeah, so we can't do much about that. Speak English, which was nice. We have no idea this. Uh, yeah, one at the end gave this glorious, glorious speech, speech right? yeah. But we have no idea. Oh, that part was <laughs> yeah, also unintentionally funny. <laughs> yeah, I regret I have but one life to live for my planet. <laughs> And while our homeworld may not be found on this planet, perhaps it is still out there somewhere. And it just sounds like a. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of a nice touch, right? Yeah. It wouldn't, 
Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same if he'd been saying everything in English. So it was just kind of nice that you like. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I had I had the captions on, and it was just like either like low like low volume alien chatter, like alien <laughs> chatter, or like you know, it was just like yeah, they didn't translate it or anything. So nice. No. <laughs> I do like that you also don't get. We just get glimpses of what their plan is. It's just we need to take over, but you don't really get more than that. Mm-hmm. So it makes them kind of mysterious. Yep. Unfortunately, we don't ever see them again. Mm-mm. And oh, why does saying that help uh, Davis, major Davis got there. You think about it that, so they said that once they took over the SGC, that then that Hammond alien called and that, you know, they had this like, we're going to take over the Pentagon. And so that was, you're like, how long ago did this happen? Yeah. And how detailed were their plans? And did they scout before they came? I just, it was a lot. And is SG6 yeah. dead now? Yeah, where are they? Yeah, we didn't get rid of I have a feeling they didn't come through the gate, so they're probably either trapped on the planet or yeah. dead. Yeah, we're going to get them. <laughs> and why when they're all... Well, yeah. but it, Anyways. I was going to say, is this another one of these where they have to keep the person alive to... Um, to, to oh, yeah. Them, you know, because they mm-hmm. have to read off their, their brain. What, what show was that where that... There's another, that's, that's, you know, there's other science fiction series that did that where the person had to be alive for, um, for the aliens to actually mirror mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I like that they have, uh, not only do they have that one device on their chest that gives them like visual appearance, they have like that head thing. So they know all their thoughts. And when Carter mentions that Jack's like, uh, they know everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is a big problem because an, an unknown number of aliens escape with basically the knowledge of every member of the SGC. And like mm-hmm. the first thing you would do is while the gate is active, don't shut down the gate, send a nuke through. We know you have nukes in the back closet, right? <laughs> Run one of those suckers yeah. through the gate and just blow them all up before they have a chance to go back to wherever they came from. I'm surprised they don't have, you know, the nukes hanging over the gate, literally like on a chain where they can just hit a button and it drops down and pushes (laughs) in. Yeah, really. Like a pendulum. Whoosh. Yep. (laughs) Release. (laughs) The sword of Damocles. Everybody change your password. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of counting things, how many things are they up to that the teams have to go through when they get back from the (laughs) gate? Because they got to have health tests, they got to have injections. MRI. Now they got to have this high pitched tone mm-hmm. played to make sure that they're not the aliens. Where like you every know. alien that I mean, escaped they, is now. They do the retu scan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. know. I started making a list of all the times that either they've been taken over, the SGC's been taken over, they've been taken over, or a virus has gotten into the SGC. And I got to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty-four, fifteen so far episodes where this is happening in the SGC. (laughs) Everybody needs to make sure they don't have a NACWA bomb inside their chest. Yeah. Yeah. Singularity. Yeah. You message in a bottle with the whole thing. You know, I was just, and it's it's not like the very first thing the aliens get through the gates. Like, well, how'd they find out you were aliens? Well, they played a pitch at, you know, like, you know, 17,000 Hertz or something. Okay. Well, let's change our like armor. Now it's like, you know, going to be 19,000 Hertz. Okay. The, 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 yeah. Let, let's change, change the frequency of our shielding. Now it's at 19,000. Yeah. They'll never figure right, it out. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta be some sort of like test that just circumvents everything else to determine whether or not you're fully human. Yeah. Do they weigh more than a duck? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I do like that they talk about that though. Like in Star Trek, they never talk about all the like containment procedures or anything other than in Enterprise, and we don't even need to talk about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like that they do more with that here, where it it seems like it's much more how it would actually be if you're going off to alien planets with unknown viruses and diseases and stuff. Still, it is pretty funny. It's like, did, did you play the tone? Yeah, I played the tone. Okay, did you scan for Nakwada bombs in the chest? Yes, I scanned for Nakwada. You know, it's like... <laughs> did you do the Ritu uh, detector? No, no. Uh, yes. Uh, no, I, that's still charging, but I'll go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they still doing yeah. MRI on the back of the neck, too, for uh, Ghoul? Yeah, for Ghoul, yeah. <laughs> Open your mouth. Okay, you're not Tokra. Right. Look at the back of your neck. Okay, you're not Ghoul. Are you a robot? No, you're not a robot. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Almost as bad as the TSA. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, you've got to take the shoes off. Maybe this is where the TSA learned it. <laughs> Maybe do they have the, like the fast pass you can do with the TSA, where if you pay a certain amount of money and fill out a form, you're automatically not dangerous anymore, so you can just cruise on through. I think that's how SG that, one be... keeps bringing stuff into the base because they have that fast pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, maybe when you know when they're doing the the Stargate today and you know, all the the new series where it's, the Stargate is released and it's you know commercial travel and everything, they'll have that. Here's here's the the line for the Stargate when you gotta get scanned, and here's the line for the Stargate where you got the fast pass. And you know, <laughs> I hope that if they uh, do end up making a new show and that's one of the plots they have that it's like publicly known, that mm-hmm. we get to see like what these large like capitalistic companies would do with Stargate technology and you just get like really stupid things like Stargate doggy door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wormhole for actual worms. Yeah. <laughs> Fake Stargate technology. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did like about we 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 get to see some granted she's an alien imposter, but Dr. Frazier has some good scenes in this one. Um where where they've recaptured Teal and they're being super nice to him, like you know, oh, you know, you went a little crazy on us, so we had to sedate you. Which you guys say that to me a lot now that I think about that. But um, no, it, <laughs> no, but she's she's very sweet. And then once uh, they realize realize that they've like recaptured Carter, she, like like on a dime, she turns and she's like like experimentation for you, you know. So that, I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, I like that, and I like that. Um, the scene where they're actually experimenting on the oh, old yeah. larva in him, where it's like mm-hmm. pulled up in that cage thing, and she's like, "Yeah, like that was, <laughs> gee, that was, that was yeah." Cool. yeah. It does not like being pinched by forceps. <laughs> We've determined <Yeah>. that much. <laughs> we get aggressive, uh, Fraser. Yeah, yeah. And then Jack gets to a uh, layer out with a punch. And like that felt weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, like, I hate to say it, like, he's unbuttoning her shirt. Yeah, like, a lady. Oh, don't mean this. Not, not real, not real Dr. Frazier. Not yeah. real Dr. Frazier. My kids are watching and they're like, me too, me too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, this was 99. We didn't have that yet. Yeah. Yeah, overall it was it was fun, and I like that we get to see more of Mayborn. And yes, that he's this is where he starts getting 
He starts getting more likable yeah, now. Right? This is where he starts, you know, he come, becomes a more likable character. Yeah, what'd you... I did like, you know, showing the technology of the time, his flip phone, his, you know, Motorola StarTech yes. phone. <laughs> what'd y'all think about the end? He actually gave Carter credit and then he kind of like stared yeah. at her and she kind of stared. I'm like, one of my, someone, I can't wish, but we all, we all watched it together, the whole family. And one of them goes, is this going to be like a Mayborn and Sam ship thing? And we're like, no. Like, no, but the, the Jack Mayborn bromance like grows in this. Yeah. Jack's like, you can come over anytime. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's true. They do have a good bromance, like, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and you get the you, you you did good. Yeah. I can give you credit for something for <laughs> once, you know. <laughs> yeah, I liked what they did with this character and you kind of get to see and often in these shows you'll have like the antagonist who's on the same side, but they're kind of a thorn in the side of the main characters. And the only reason we as the audience don't like them is because they are hampering what the characters we're supposed to like are doing. But if you look at them objectively, a lot of the time it's, they're just doing their job and they actually have a good point with a lot of things. Objectively, he does some pretty bad things. I don't know if that's coming up or, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. he's got quite the story yeah. arc. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's not the he's not the uh, you know mustache twirling villain you know that he can be he could have been, but Mayborn only cares about one guy, Mayborn. Mm-hmm. That's what's so fun <laughs> is that you 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 don't like him, but you like him. But he's he's a I mean I think he was kind of a fan favorite, not great guy. So you get to see him a lot, yeah. which you know. I look forward to seeing uh, how he branches out. Sounds a little bit like a Goldicott or one of those characters where. They're interesting and complex, but they're bad. But yeah. you still kind of like them. Yeah, it's it's I like it's the, the line from the movie Wreck'em Ralph fits him well. You are a bad guy, but you are not a bad yeah. guy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Sangeef. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I did think Major Davis, that was a strange addition to the episode because he didn't really have a heck of a lot going on. Right. Yeah, Major Davis was there too. Is really, I mean, yeah. Shows up yeah. on the airplane and then he wakes up and then he kind of disappears. He woke up with with Jack, right? But then he just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. I do love how like how quickly Sam shot Jack, though. That was like very like that was just like <laughs> it wasn't like. And then yeah. Daniel, like you're kind of like, is she? Does she like suspect that he might be Daniel? And, and like that's a real like drama thing there. But like Jack, she was just like. Yep. Blam, yeah. Well, and, and they even said that they saw Daniel flicker uh-huh. at the same time, you know, and it's just like, but she just blew away Jack and not right. Daniel. And if you notice, she jumps up and goes over to the alien body, right? But she doesn't cover Daniel. Like they just kind of yeah. leave him standing mm-hmm. there. Maybe it's her subconscious because she knows that Jack in real life would be much more dangerous than Daniel. So subconsciously, that's just what she went to. Good point. Wasn't really worried about Daniel doing something. And why did she go to D.C.? I mean, when you think about it, how much time it takes to like book a flight to D.C., a commercial flight, right? And get on the plane and get over there. (laughs) And they're going to be tracking her like credit card or whatever she used to, you assume. And so like, it's like, why not call Mayborn and say, I'm in Colorado Springs, like meet me at like, you know, burger joint. That was an odd choice. Maybe they needed the air. They wanted the airplane. Oh, they had to have the airplane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The noise. Yep. The really fancy airplane that my kids were like, did she have an ID? Like, and we're going, okay, back in 99, 
you didn't really get che- I mean like there was no take your shoes off yeah your ID versus yeah. your flight at uh, your boarding pass like n- that really wasn't much of a thing you could you just pulled, show up put some cash on you, the table and get on a plane yeah. I mean yeah I mean you, you had an ID to get through security more or less you know pull your keys out of your yeah. pocket and that was about it you show up you show up with a goat and two chickens and you barter your way right onto the plane i mean that's just how it was done put on your sunglasses and you say yeah out of the back of the plane with like several hundred thousand dollars and never get found yeah <laughs> um yeah i remember uh i was i was pretty young when 9-11 happened but i still remember going to the airport when my dad was going overseas and we were able to go all the way back to the gate and mm-hmm. just chill behind mm-hmm. security and hang out for yep. long but can't do that anymore no yeah no much much more difficult to get on a plane these days okay we have not talked about carter's best line of the episode oh, yeah. which my husband says is the one of the top five lines ever in stargate gotta do it which was mayborn you're an idiot every day of the week why couldn't <laughs> you have just taken one day off <laughs> yeah <laughs> burn <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Mayborn's over there like diagramming the sentence. Is, is this a diss or, or like, what is, what is this? Yeah. She's like, it was a foothold situation. He's going, well, parent, you're, you being paranoid is much more likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what part of the, you know, the whole procedure is if this word is used, yeah. you yeah. pretend that she is, you know, telling the truth <laughs> and you send in the SWAT team immediately. Pineapple, pineapple. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Worst case scenario is she's wrong. If you trust her. And the worst case scenario, if you don't trust her, is that the Earth gets invaded by aliens. So I feel like yeah. right there, that should be, he should just be completely kicked out of the chain of command. Like upon a review of how that situation went down, because he obviously did not do what he was supposed to do. That all happened soon enough, yeah. yeah. But trust uh, oh, yeah. who she said not to trust. So, and then his his airtight plan is okay. So if the SGC has been taken over by people who mm-hmm. like impersonate you, when I get there, if they don't hear from me, if I don't radio back to them that everything's okay, that you know that there are no aliens that take over people, and you know. <laughs> then they'll send yeah. in the SWAT teams and stuff. But they're not so going like, to impersonate yeah. me. Hi, this is Major Carter. Everything <laughs> yeah. is just fine. We're, we're all fine here. How are you? Yeah. That's fine. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feeling much better now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a horrible lack of planning on his part, but. Yeah. He said he's an idiot every day of the week, so it fits. You kind of wonder. Well, maybe it was just Carol, like, butt kissing but how did he get to be a colonel right father cory yeah <laughs> politics power is what i'm thinking yeah how does someone get to be an admiral don't, this, these don't, days don't assume high rank don't don't assume high rank equals smart yeah. okay <laughs> how do you get to be a four-star admiral these days right i mean yeah. <laughs> anyways <laughs> Well, okay, so the uh, the cloaking impersonation devices on their chest, we they don't talk about it at the end, but not everyone blew up, and they do have some in their possession. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I was looking at a website and I said, "So do we? You know, what do we? What do we have? You know, do, we, do they still exist? Was it those of us who've seen all ten seasons know they do exist, and we will get to see them again." 
That's right. Michael Jackson uses them in his black and white video. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> no, I, they come back in the show. We get to, yeah, we get to see, yep. see a few of them because it becomes, it does come up who still survived. So, and then they get yeah. used. So that's kind of a cool bring it back. Like, an, I didn't look it up. It's mm-hmm. like four, five seasons from now. It's, it's much, much later, isn't it? That's here. It's the whole NID situation. Episode yeah. Smoker and Miller. Was, yeah, episode six or uh, season okay. six. Nice. So three more seasons. They, they keep that continuity there. Another thing I really liked was that, like, it, it was almost like the alien vacuum seal machine that they slide <laughs> into on the gurney, and then you come. Yeah, out yeah. yeah, I did like that. <laughs> it was like the star, you know, machine from uh, the Sneetches episode. So, oh my God, of, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a food processor you just put the person in this end and then the weird alien connections come out the back yeah yeah Yeah, there were cool cool lights that go down it to show you that it's working (laughs) that was my only real hiccup of the whole episode was i I don't feel like this i don't know it didn't feel like it really held up well like you're looking at it you're watching the the tentacles then the harness and then they kind of jerk it up and i was like oh that that should have been done better (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the special effects were definitely uh but I don't know. Yeah. Part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. We do have uh the two firsts in this episode. The first episode written by Heather A. Ash and uh which she only wrote a few episodes but was story editor on a quite a few more. And the first um the first episode directed by Andy Makedia, who uh who would go on to direct a number of Stargate SG one and Atlantis episodes. I think it was you know like twenty nine episodes of SG one and twenty two episodes of Atlantis and twelve episodes of Universe. So this is yeah, this is his first. So there are some really cool you know action scenes. And if this episode feels like you know quintessential Stargate, it's because he you know did direct you know over sixty or of, seventy yeah. episodes. Yeah, went on between him and Peter DeLuise. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that's what you kind of like it. I feel like with Stargate SG one, the first episode is kind of nostalgic to me i mean the first season but now i feel like we're really hitting the groove of why you came to love stargate you know by the time you Mm -hmm. hit season three and then season four and season five and i think those those seasons in the middle are really my favorite so we're we're just kind of getting into it i'm really really enjoying it so it's been fun i need to get my wife into it she's not started watching watching it with me yet yeah, definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> if she likes ship, there's a whole lot coming next season. Man. Nice. You got that to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode? Um, I, you know, oh, go ahead. One thing I will say is, you know, a bad idea is shooting a gun in a pressurized cabin you know in case you miss and it like no longer pressurized cabin <laughs> that's generally a bad idea yeah but i mean it works your options are <laughs> get killed by alien or maybe depressurize the plane yeah that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> um did you have something victor i just i just liked uh was it Carter's G-Shock watch. I thought that was really cool. The Casio G-Shock. Yeah, Classic. with the timer on it. Yeah, it never goes out of style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I 
I think at mass today, someone has one of those and it went off because <laughs> it heard the class. <laughs> beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Loud too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are pretty cool looking. That's uh one thing I don't like about the Apple watch is how absolutely hideous it is. Like it's a useful thing, but it's not a good looking watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and probably it's, it's, it's hideous and it's like pervasiveness. I would say. And that's that's why I got a Fitbit, which yeah. is almost yeah, identical. Exactly. Just yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First the two, Big baby. Square. Yeah. <laughs> Samsung's really got the best looking one. Yeah, they do. It's round. Yeah. <laughs> the watch should be <laughs> like a Stargate. <laughs> there you go. <gasps> hey. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> the Swatch. We could call it the Swatch. Swatch. Yeah. Synchronized swatches, gentlemen. If you you could do it like, if someone hasn't done this, they need to do like a Stargate watch face for the Samsung watch, where it like has like the effects and everything, and yeah, every hour it plays the sound, like swishes when you. Oh, I was gonna say it swishes like when your alarm yeah. goes off. I need that for my iWatch. Yeah, that exists. No, probably. I don't think so. I'm just thinking because the Samsung one is actually circular. Oh yeah, it would fit yeah. better. And there is there is a uh, for Wear OS. There's a Stargate watch. Oh, there's yeah. Watch face. There's a lot on here on this website called Watchmaker. You can make your. I figured there would be. Of course, somebody would have it. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> Thanks for not letting me down, Internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um. We do have some feedback from uh, our episode uh, Forever in a Day. Paul Leone on uh, YouTube says, I'm a big old baby, but I think this episode worked for me more than your gang. Will Daniel ever find love again? What could possibly fill the Share void in his heart? Perhaps some Australian accident rogue? <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps a, a genocidal question mark, uh, you know, biologist who wants to wipe out all civilization right in the very next episode yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well, will daniel jackson find love again oh do you mean like in the next episode or did you mean yeah. like ever many many times yeah many times yeah more has- permanent love than just the crush of the week <laughs> yeah, he hasn't uh he never acted particularly urgent about finding Sharae, so it was kind of Kind of fell a little bit flat with his his feelings on that, but I guess you know. Well, well but every time you step through the every time you step through the gate, that was the reason. But did you yeah. notice in this episode they reference the Harsis's child and they call it Aminette's child and not Charay's? And I thought that no, was an interesting yeah. choice at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned that because they thought that the rain planet they went to could have been that, and that was not really a plot that factored in at all no because we're gonna go to keb in a few episodes and so they're they just keep mentioning it but i just thought it's interesting they called it aminette's child and not Shari. i wonder if they were distancing us from daniel's dead wife could be i wonder if it's the way like residuals work with television writing credits where if you mention something that another writer came up with you would have to pay them maybe you couldn't say Shari's name if you didn't want to pay whoever had originated that character. You just have to say, yeah, yeah. You just have to say the old ball and chain. Yeah. So every time I step <laughs> yeah. through that gate, I wonder if the old ball and chain is waiting for me. 
Yeah. Then you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Gavin R., Joseph L., Donald W., Greg G., and Paul C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com or on Twitter at at sqpn. And be sure to check out our Discord at sqpn.com slash Discord. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Pretenses. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of Stargate. And thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And tetrachloral ethylmermaline. <laughs> what? <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on Star Wars. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>